You're listening to the best of the Martha Zoller Show. You can hear the show live Monday through Friday from 9 to 11 on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN and streaming at accesswdun.com. You can find all things Martha Zoller at marthazoller.com. It is the Martha Zoller Show, and of course, we learned after the show uh, went off the air Friday of the death of Vince Dooley, and joining me right now is Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker was the Heisman Trophy winner for um, the national championship team. He played under Vince Dooley and was a lifelong friend of Vince Dooley. He's also our candidate for United States Senate. Herschel Walker, welcome back to the program. Hey, thank you, Martha. Thank you for having me on, and God bless you guys, and God bless the Dooley family. Tell us about your relationship with Vince Dooley. Well, you know, what was so strange is when I was playing, I was scared to death of him because, you know, he was like a father figure in the sense that he kept us in line, he kept us disrespectful, and so I was afraid of him. And when I got out of school, I realized he was one of the greatest men I've ever known because he taught me discipline, he taught me respect, and he was just like my parents, and I said he and Miss Dooley, you know, they were parents to me. So that they lose someone like that, you know, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, and I tell everyone, you know, I was running this great commercial that he filmed for me of his endorsement. And when he passed, I wanted to remove that commercial. And you know, uh, Miss Dooley said, no, no, no. He wanted you to keep that commercial going, and and that just tells you the type of man he. He was. He's caring about me while he's going through these tough times, and I just want to thank the Dooley family and thank him so much. You know, of course, people know about some of the struggles that you've had over the years with mental health, and I also know that you maintain that relationship with the Dooleys throughout all these years. How important was that relationship in you being able to get the help that you needed along the way? Well, that was very important because, you know, with Coach Dooley uh, reinforcing what my parents had taught me, uh, you know, when I left home, he reinforced that if you got a problem, you get that problem taken care of. And that's one thing that I did. Uh, you know, a lot of times a lot of people hide in silence or they hide in the closet. Well, when I knew I had a problem, I went ahead and got it taken care of. And that's the reason I tell so many people now there's absolutely no shame to ask for help. And I did it, and you can do it as well. But one thing you got to do is don't be afraid. Don't listen to the outsiders because outsiders will keep you from going to get help. But I know there's people out there that can help you if you're willing to go out and, and ask for that help. You know, a lot of people used to talk about whether Vince Dooley might run for office in the past. And, of course, you ended up uh, running for office, and he has been one of the people that have helped you throughout the way. I worked with Barbara Dooley when I worked for Cox Media Group, and and they purchased uh, WGAU. And as you know, Barbara Dooley is a dynamo on her own. I mean, that she is one of the most amazing people that you've seen. How important is that relationship and as you've run for the United States Senate? You know, that's very important because Coach Dooley taught leadership. He was a leader. He taught leadership. He taught discipline. He taught never giving up. He taught when you get knocked down, you get up. And that's the same as Ms. Uh, right now. You know, I, I cry for Ms. Dooley because, you know, the, the two of them, they were a team. They were a team. And now to see the team broken up, but I want her to know that you know, that I'm here for, that she has a great family. She has so many great people that are there for her because 
she is such a wonderful woman, and 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 she will always always have Coach Duda with her because we will always be with it with her, and we're a part of Coach Duda as well. Absolutely. So you're on the campaign trail today. You've got this bus tour going on. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, we are. We're uh, you know we're headed to up to uh, Ringo, and uh, we're going to start there uh, this morning. And uh, then we're going to go down to Cartersville. One of the things that we, I told in my campaign we got to do is continue to get out and meet the people. Right now, you know, they got so many people coming in. I don't know if everyone saw Obama came in last week and all the things he was saying. And one of the things that they're not talking about, they're not talking about disinflation. They're not talking about crime. They're not talking about putting men and women sports. They're not talking about things that matters. They're talking about everything else because they're trying to trick you but I want all the people to know that the, the left right now don't know, they don't have solutions for all the problems that they've caused. And they've done this in, in less than two years, and we cannot take six more years of this. So we got to come together and vote the right leadership in, and that's going to be Herschel Walker. You know, they're talking about you a lot is what they're doing. They're not talking about what they did or what they're going to do. They're spending a lot of time trying to tear down Herschel Walker. Well, you know, one thing that is so strange is I, I hope everybody saw during the debate who's the adult in the room, and I think they saw that that was Herschel Walker. So I can go to Washington right now and uh, and lead right now, whereas I don't think he can because he's proven that he can't. When he voted with Joe Biden 96% of the time and everyone said Joe Biden is headed in the wrong direction, he was on that debate stage. He couldn't answer questions, and I think that's not a leader. A leader would take responsibility right now. He's one of the key reasons we're in this situation we're in. He voted against the Keystone Pipeline. He put men and women's sports. He against that border being secured. He's against everything that's great for America and great for Georgia. He's against it. But he want to talk about me. But, yet I built a company. What has he done since he uh, has been a man? What has he done at that church? What he's done at that church is he said America need to apologize for his whiteness. And I call him a Marxist. I said he's a false prophet. Because the things he says is a hypocrite. And I'm not afraid to call him out on that because right now this seat belongs to the people of Georgia. And what he did when he got this seat the last cycle, he didn't do the right thing. He went to Washington and he represented Joe Biden and not represented the people of Georgia. So before I let you go, I want to talk about this big game here on Saturday between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Tennessee Volunteers. I don't think at the beginning of the season we would have foreseen that this is probably going to be the biggest game of the year next to the national championship game. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you're 100% correct. This is going to be a big, big game, and I'm so happy that we're playing it in Athens and not in Tennessee. (laughs) So Tennessee has really got a role going right now. But I got a lot of trust in the Dolls. They're playing well. You know, against Florida, you know, everyone thought they let down just for a little bit, but Coach Smart got them right back up, and they got back to playing the way they know how to play. So I'm looking forward to this game coming uh, up against Tennessee, and that's going to be a good game for them. The SEC is always going to be tough. Every week you play in the SEC is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a tough game coming up this Saturday, but I'm going to give the edge to the Dolls. Being at home, I want the crowd to get out. They got to cheer them on. They got to make it very tough for Tennessee to hear the snap count. Let's help the dogs uh, pull this one out. Absolutely. And I know you're traveling around a little bit with my old friend Michael Steele, uh, the lieutenant colonel. He is a gr- he has done a great thing for this country, and I know he's been traveling with you. Uh, he has. Let me tell you, I played with Michael Steele, and you know, I've been to over 400 bases, and I'm always almost cried. I used to tell Julie. 
I go to a base and someone would tell me, they'll say, you know, you play with Michael Steele. And I said, yes. And they would say, that guy saved my life. They, they talk about what he's done in the military, and he's a true, true hero. And that's one reason I'm running, because there's been so many true heroes that we have forgotten. Our men and women in blue, we've forgotten about our heroes in the military that fought for the freedoms that we have right now. And when you see someone in Washington trying to bring wokeness into our military, pronouns our military, we're going to get our men and women killed. We want leaders that's going to stand behind them, and they can know that we have their bikes, and that's the reason I'm running for this office right now. Herschel Walker, good luck to you. Maybe I'll see you Saturday if you're at the game, and I look forward to talking with you more. You call in anytime you want to. Hey, thank you, and tell everyone to go to TeamHerschel.com, and let's get out and let's win this great seat for the great people of Georgia because Georgia deserve a senator that's going to do right by them. God bless you guys. It's where North Georgia comes to talk. It's the Martha Zoller Show on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. It is the Martha Zoller Show. And uh, look, energy is going to be one of these big topics in this election. I mean, it's going to be the cost of energy, that cost that impacts everything else, uh, as well as things related to education and your kids. Those are going to be the things that people are voting on. Tom Pyle is joining us right now. He's the president of the American Energy Alliance. And uh, look, we've got a first of all, Tom, welcome to the program. First of all, thank you for being here. Thank you, Martha. So we first of all, we got to stop demonizing companies that make profits, whether it's energy, whether it's oil companies, whether it's energy manufacturers, whoever it is. We got to stop doing that. But secondly, um, we've got to start encouraging people to understand what people really care about, which is being able to get from one place to another at a reasonable cost and have their goods delivered from one place to another at a reasonable cost. Absolutely, 100% right. I mean, that is the source of all of the pain, most of the pain that we're feeling right now, right? The the cost of energy is embedded into every single thing we wear, we eat, we buy, the services that we, that we depend on, Amazon, for example. So, you know, we, we have the most oil, gas, and coal resources underneath our lands and waters than any other country in the world, including Russia. And we have proven that we can be energy independent and we can keep prices low. But we have an administration and we have a Congress that wants not only to demonize these industries, but put them out of business. They've, they've, they campaigned on it, Martha. I mean, that's, that's as simple as that. So what do we need to do? I mean, what do we need to know? It seems to me, and I've spent a lot of time recently listening to uh, the inaugural address for President Kennedy. And he had, you know, this this Western Hemisphere um, idea, this talk about strengthening the Western Hemisphere. You know, we, you talk about the reserves that we have in the United States, but Canada is also a huge energy, has huge energy reserves. So does Mexico. So does South America. Uh, and it seems to me that if we focused on being energy independent in this hemisphere, that means helping our neighbors a little bit, being involved, but also helping ourselves. Doesn't that create an environment where we can be strong and then we can be real participants in the global economy without people holding us hostage. 
It's very insightful. Uh, and, and, you know, if you think about it, Canada and, and the United States alone um, uh, are a huge source of the, the energy that the world has, uh, has become dependent on. Um, and what did the Biden administration do? The first thing they did was cut the link between Canada and the United States, namely the Keystone Pipeline, right? It's these kind of things that absolutely drive your batty. Um, we could be strengthening that bond with Canada. They could be bringing that oil down to our refiners down in the Gulf, and we could be producing enough here and then producing even more to give to the world. That's a win-win, but yet this administration cut, cut that off first day, first day in office. So very important insightful. Look, their agenda is, is making our energy more expensive, and increasing our dependence on China at a time when China is flexing its muscles around the world, strong arming Taiwan and, do, and, and doing other things that are that are not in our best interest. And that and that's a problem. That's a long term problem that we've got to get out of. You know, today the president is touting the fact that a lot of manufacturing jobs are coming back to the United States, which is absolutely a true statement. If the pandemic taught us anything, there ought to be certain things that we make here that we weren't making here. And a lot of companies are finding it uh, advantageous to do that. But the energy picture is is intimately entwined in that, right? We have got to get people in office with a consistent policy. And we when we see a very clear line of demarcation in our own Georgia delegation. You know, the Republican members of the Georgia delegation are 100% as far as supporting energy policy. The Democratic members, including our two senators, are zero. And we've got to get away from that, that people have got to start voting what's best for the United States, not just what they think is best for their party. Absolutely. And it is uh, really troubling to me because Senator Warnock and Senator Ossoff both campaigned uh, and both said that they were promised to be an independent voice for Georgia. And yet they voted 100% with S- Senator Schumer on the Biden green agenda. They didn't even like, didn't deviate at all. I mean, I would have been happy if they just, you know, done one or two things that were pro-energy. But they did none. And, and like you said, uh, it's too polarized, right? You have one party that, and I argue, gets it, understands the importance of these resources, and another that, quite frankly, I believe are beholden to a very narrow special interest, namely a radical environmental community that literally wants to put oil and gas producers out of business. And it's not good for the country. It's not good for Georgians. It's not good for, for, for anybody, for that matter. If you look at what's going on in Europe, we can supply a lot of gas to Europe, but we can't if we have policies that say we want to put you out of business in this country. We're talking to Tom Pyle, the uh, president of the American Energy Alliance. And, you know, uh, our mutual friend, Mark Feifley, who I've known for years, knows that I like to get into the philosophical, but I draw a direct line 
1913 when we started the direct election of senators because when we when we disconnected the u.s senator from the legislature they stopped being having their first responsibility to the state they represented and that's what began this long march to these senators voting as a partisan block as opposed to what's best for their uh, what's best for their states and i just you know i'm just going to keep working hard to shine a light on that Wow, you you are speaking my language. I have been talking about this for a long time. That 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 was the beginning of the end of the of the venerable institution, that great body known as the Senate, uh, because they are no longer in tune with what their states' needs are. And and you've nailed it. I mean, that is absolutely very insightful, and I appreciate you you bringing that up. Well, thank you very much. Um, you know, there was a couple of nineteen thirteen. Uh, income tax and direct election of senators in 1966, the mixing together of the Social Security and Medicare money with the general fund. Those are the two things that really set us to this path where we have today. But nobody wants to talk about it or fix it. And you get up there and now we have, you know, a Congress with all due respect. They've got a great salary and they got a pension plan and they put in air conditioning. So now they can meet all year long and it's just a cushy job now, and it's a job they it, want to keep instead of a job they want to serve in. That's why I'm encouraged it, to it, see that the Congress is turning over a little bit more now, because at least that's more representative. Air conditioning provided by energy, of course. That's right. That's uh, right. You are right you know, about that. Um, one of the things that, you know, ener- we have got to have in this next election, as you mentioned, is critical. We have got to stop the madness. We've got to get the government out of the business of telling us what kind of cars we can drive, what kind of energy we can use, how much of it we can use, all of that stuff. That's that's essential. Tom Pyle. Yeah, we appreciate very much you being with us today. Um, We're going to talk again because I think we could have some nice long conversations. Thank you for being with us. You can go to AmericanEnergyAlliance.org and see what they're doing. You can follow Tom at Tom J. Pyle and American Energy Alliance at at AEA. Thanks for being with me today. You betcha. It's local radio, and that's why you're listening. It's the Martha Zoller Show on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. We're going to talk about something that's really important, upcoming elections, but also upcoming football games. Senator Marsha Blackburn is joining me from across the river uh, we are going to be talking a little <laughs> bit about UGAUT. And um, hey, Marsha, how are you? I am doing great. And yes, I'm actually in Knoxville working today and went to an event last night to honor the East Tennessean of the year, which is Randy Boyd and his wife. Um, they were honored as the outstanding citizens, and Randy Boyd is the president of UT. Well, I will tell you, it has been a week, right? So the University of Georgia is number one in the polls with UT number two. Then the CFP rankings came out. They had Tennessee number one and Georgia number three. This is the biggest game that has ever been played at Sanford Stadium. Who would have thought last year that Tennessee would be in this place? And that we would be remembering Vince Dooley at this time, too. So it is a real huge weekend for Georgia and Tennessee football fans. 
Well, it is. And, Martha, I think for each of the schools, uh, when you talk about Vince Dooley, you talk about the leadership that he brought to bear and how he worked on building character and making certain that people knew to be competitors, but they also knew how to lead. And when you look at the instance of UT, Randy Boyd, as president of UT, brought back Phil Fulmer as athletic director to get the program back on a good standing. And then uh, Phil Fulmer and uh, Randy Boyd brought in Danny White as the athletic director. And then they brought in Hoople as the coach. So here you have people, you have a good, strong leader at the top that brings in other people who can be leaders, that integrity and character matters, and knowing how to lead makes a difference. And that is one of the things that is so applicable to politics. Having people that are listening, that know how to listen, and then know how to turn that listening into leadership. And it's one of the reasons that Herschel Walker has moved into the lead in this Senate race. And one of the reasons that he is going to win and why he is going to be the next senator for Georgia. Well, and one of the last things that uh, Vince Dooley did, Coach Dooley did, was uh, record an ad for Herschel Walker. And we had Herschel on earlier in the program, and he offered to the family to take the ad down because, you know, they were he wasn't sure how Barbara would feel about it. And they said, no, that's what he wanted to do. You need to run that ad because he, he did that for you, and he wanted you to use it. And so... You know, it's been a long relationship. Herschel Walker's also had a long relationship with Governor Kemp. They've known each other. Um, Governor Kemp is like family to the Dooleys. So it's going to be a very great last few days. The numbers are very good, but people, today is the last day of early voting. And then you go to the polls on Tuesday and take your friends to make sure everybody gets out to vote. And that's exactly right. And we need everybody to vote. And when you go to church on Sunday, be sure that you ask everybody in your Sunday school class, everybody that you sit near in church, have you voted? Because every vote is going to matter. And I was in Iowa with Senator Grassley and Governor Reynolds and the ticket out there. And Martha, we talked a lot about every vote mattering because Congresswoman Miller Meeks two years ago won her race by six votes. Six. So every vote does matter. Every vote matters. Now, we've had fantastic turnout in early voting. How has Tennessee's early voting been? Tennessee's early voting has been great. We have done very well. We feel like... um, the vote that supports a lot of our competitive races. Uh, We're seeing the polling precincts that are going to be very supportive of some of our candidates. They're voting. We also are hearing so much from people who identify as Democrats who say, you know what, 
I cannot vote for a Democrat because of the high inflation, the crime that is in some of our cities, uh, the fear of what is happening to retirement accounts. You know, up on the plateau around Crossville and in East Tennessee, we have so many retirement communities and people are saying, no, we cannot support this. And so they are voting Republican, some of them voting Republican for the very first time. Absolutely. So, Marsha Blackburn, tell me what your day looks like today. What are you going to be doing in this final day before we get to Tuesday? We are out uh, doing some work. We're going to be working with the Tennessee National Guard for a bit today and then heading back to Middle Tennessee, seeing people as we work through the day. And then there is a charity event that I'm going to attend this evening. So all along the way, reminding people it is imperative to get out to vote. Marsha Blackburn, thank you so much for your help you've given us here in Georgia and also, you know, for your support of the Republican ticket here in Georgia. We appreciate it very much, and your friendship means a lot to me, and we're going to keep talking about the issues that are important to the people of Georgia and the country. You got it. Take care. Bye-bye now. Go dogs. Putting the talk in news talk. It's the Martha Zoller Show on AM 550 and FM 102.9 WDUN. It is the Martha Zoller Show, and it's so great to have you back. And I got to admit, I'm going to be a little bit of a fangirl here. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is joining me right now. She's a former congresswoman. She's a veteran. Uh, She's a former Democrat. Uh, She's working all over the country on campaigns. And you know what? We have been in different parties most of our career. But I have always respected the work that she's done. And I have been trying to get her on this program for a long time, and I am so glad to welcome her here today. Welcome, Tulsi. Good morning, Martha. Thank you so much. It's so great to talk to you. Thank you so much. I have got to ask you one question that I have been waiting to ask you since you ran for president. I'm ready. I'm ready. So when you were gaining a little bit of traction... If I remember correctly, you got called up for a period of time because you were in the Hawaii National Guard. I thought that was kind of politically motivated at the time. But I've always wanted to ask you that because it it really came at a time that really hurt your campaign. Uh, I love that I get the opportunity to wear uh, the uniform of this country and I get to serve with so many uh, great patriots. Uh, as you know, at that time I was in the Hawaii National Guard. Now I'm in the Army Reserves, but as all National Guard and Reservists, we got to go and do our our two weeks of duty every year. And uh, at that time, there was a mission in Indonesia, and I had to go and do my duty. Uh, people took it how they wanted to. It was not. Uh, it was. It was right in the middle of a presidential campaign, so not necessarily the most convenient of times politically, but. I was and remain proud to be able to have the opportunity to serve our great country. Well, and I've, you know, I, you don't want to think that those kinds of things could happen. But um, I thought, wow, this is weird timing for this. But, of course, you're right. The United States military, my dad was in the Army. Uh, my nephew's in the Navy serving right now. Um, so I know that you can't control the timing sometimes, that's for sure. And, and, and they don't, they definitely don't uh you know, work around political calendars and campaigns, you know, when <laughs> duty true. calls, duty calls, and you got to go. That's part of the, that's part of the job. 
So recently you left the Democratic Party and you've been really on the campaign trail for a number of people over the last few weeks. You're going to be campaigning with Herschel Walker later on uh, today. Uh, tell us about that process and why you're in Georgia today. Well, Martha, you know, the, the, the biggest reason why I left the Democrat Party is that it's now controlled by uh, radical ideologues who are pushing their anti-freedom woke agenda on all of us as Americans and very dangerously are using the these public institutions like the Department of Justice and the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, institutions that are supposed to be serving the people, they're politicizing them to go after their political opponents. They're seeking to silence and smear anyone who dares to challenge them or, or oppose uh, this agenda. And how could I, as an American and as a, a proud soldier and veteran, um, continue to align myself with a party that hates freedom and is trying to take our freedoms away? So I left the Democrat Party and immediately uh, was asked by different candidates across the country to come and help them. Candidates who, like me, understand the importance of our Constitution, how dangerous it is that we have people in power in Washington and in states across the country who are trying to take our freedoms away and uh, that's really the critical choice that the voters have in this election. It's why I'm out here uh, in Georgia, where I'm actually in the Herschel bus at, at the moment, and we're driving to our first event, uh, because it's people like Herschel who will be that check on the abuse of power in this administration, which just doesn't exist right now. Well, you know, I'm I'm a graduate of the University of Georgia. We call it, I'm a double dog. I have two degrees from the University of Georgia. One of my degrees is in American politics, my master's degree, and I did uh, my thesis on women's electoral success in uh, in the Republican Party. But I looked at the whole the whole part of women's electoral success, and you know, it's interesting. It's not the money; it's 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 the primary system in a lot of ways because women are perceived to be more liberal than their male counterparts, and that helps them in a Democrat party in a Democrat primary. It hurts them in a Republican primary. But what we're seeing across the country is just an explosion of candidates, whether they be candidates of color like Herschel Walker or can women, uh, all sorts of folks are running. And I'm encouraged by that because it really reflects America, because it also shows that loving freedom is not the purview of any one party. And, and that right there is really the whole point is as as Americans we love this country and what makes this country so great and so special are our God-given rights and freedoms that are enshrined in the Constitution and what I've been hearing as I've been traveling across the country uh, really for these last two or three weeks are Americans fellow Americans who uh, maybe they're Democrats independents Republicans but people coming together and recognizing that if we don't take a stand now uh, and stand up for our freedoms and stand against uh, these very dangerous policies that the Democrats in Washington are, are, are pushing on our, our kids and our families and our communities, then then uh, I'm fearful for th that we lose the heart of this country that we love. And uh, I think that's where there's real opportunity for us to come together. We're not going to agree on everything. There will be some key things you probably disagree on and should have, have real constructive dialogue and debate around. But the the heart of it is, if we lose our freedoms, then we lose the right to have those debates and those conversations. We end up with an authoritarian-style government in place that seeks to silence or punish anyone who has a dissenting voice in view. 
Uh, and that that is what is on the ballot. Freedom is on the ballot right now. And it's incumbent on all of us, regardless of political affiliation, to go and support candidates like Herschel Walker, who are committed to upholding that freedom and putting the, the well-being of the American people first. So you're doing a podcast now, the Tulsi Gabbard Show. How can people listen to that, and how often do you put that together? Yeah, the, we just launched the Tulsi Gabbard Show. You can find it on YouTube or Rumble or anywhere. You listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, um, and uh, new episodes are dropped every Tuesday. And really, it's an opportunity, you know, whether it's a conversation on a show like yours or if it's a if it's an interview on TV, usually we only get a few minutes to talk about really important issues. So on my podcast, I take a deep dive into a lot of the, the issues and topics that we're dealing with in our communities and our families across the country, uh, as well as have some interesting conversations with, with great guests. So I uh, encourage everybody to go and subscribe and listen. Uh, the last episode we just had uh, this week, I was talking to Congressman Steve Scalise uh, about the Second Amendment. Uh, he goes into, it's a really emotional conversation, actually. He talked about um, the shooting that he endured and survived uh, back a few years ago in Washington when they had their baseball practice and, and how he really got through that really, uh, I mean, he almost he almost died. And he got through that experience uh, through prayer and faith in God and the love and prayers and support of people all across this country. It's a really wonderful conversation. Well, and he's really one of the good guys. Um, I ran for Congress 10 years ago. And it's funny because we joke about how the fact Mike Pence is the one of us who came out of talk radio that's been really successful as far as politics goes. <laughs> uh, right, but right. but I, it was a great experience to run. You know, I I am thankful really now looking back at it that it turned out the way it did because my husband had cancer twice since 2012. But he's doing great. Mm-hmm. He's he's several years Good. out and he's doing wonderful. But but, you know, God knew what he was doing. And I wouldn't trade the experience for anything. I think I made uh, Doug Collins a better candidate because I ran against him and I wouldn't trade that experience. But I got to know Steve Scalise during that period of time. And, you know, he stayed in touch with me all throughout that period of time uh, since then. And, you know, he's just one of those guys. He knows how to keep relationships. And I know you, you worked with him when you were in the House of Representatives, even though you were in different parties. But I'm sure he was that kind of guy to everybody. He, he was and and he is he remains that guy he's so down to earth and um you know in, in politics as you well know martha it's so easy for people to fall into that transactional mode of you know seeing others as a means to get what they want or to to feed their ambition or whatever it is and and steve is is the opposite of that uh you know when we served together in congress i was not any of the same committees as he was and, um, you know, I wasn't going to help him, you know, get elected to a higher position of power leadership in the House. So I had no, no real, uh, nothing real to contribute to him politically, but he was so kind, always spent time passing me in the hall saying, hey, how's your family doing? How's your husband? What's going on in Hawaii? And I just really appreciated that. And that, that's uh, a sincere, genuine, kind human and someone I'm grateful to call a friend. Absolutely. Tulsi Gabbard, thank you so much for being in Georgia today, uh, helping Herschel Walker. We're going to get him across the finish line uh, like it happened so many times uh, when he was playing football for the University of Georgia. And tell folks again where they can find your podcast. Uh, You can find the Tulsi Gabbard show on YouTube or Rumble. 
Uh, you can watch it there, or you can listen to it on Apple or Spotify or anywhere else where you like to listen to your podcasts. Thank you Absolutely. so much. To hear the full versions of last week's Martha Zoller shows, go to the podcast page at accesswdun.com, and you can follow me on social media at Martha Zoller. 